I'm gonna disappear, ladies and gentlemen, but don't go away, leave you in the capable hands of Lord Straightjackers. That's Linus and Lucy live by Los Straightjackets with Nick Lowe. And this is episode 358 of PZ's podcast. <clears throat> David Zoll of Mockingbird and I actually attended in person the original, shall I say, the original form of Nick Lowe and Los Straightjackets Christmas concert at Duke University, one remarkable weekday evening a long time ago, and we got to hear Los Straightjackets, unaccompanied by Nick's very persuasive and sated with the wisdom of age vocals, unaccompanied Los Straightjackets. And the uh, purpose of the podcast is something that I feel I really need to say and want to say, and I'm going to illustrate it a little bit more um, directly, or shall I say, um, um, largely more with music and... um, let me see how to start it off. I want to talk about how it is that the um, an older person, you'll, you'll, you'll say, well, oh my gosh, he's being autobiographical again. But I want to talk about this in a general way because I see it. And it comes from <clears throat> a T.S. Eliot line from uh, East Coker, one of the four quartets. The line goes, old men ought to be explorers. And what I really want to do is give you hope for the... Um, interest and concern and uh, uh, even the concentric circles of possible giving that 
old age can in fact provide while not being just a repetition of the second third of life, which is about achievement and kind of working out from the first third when you sort of found who you were more or less. You won all your spurs and you also got all your wounds. And then the second third is when you kind of move from there and sometimes with great um, uh, effect and sometimes with increasing degrees of uh, resentment and paralysis. But it's the third third of life that I talked about in my book, the Boomer Handbook, and it really comes out in the um, endless straight jackets. Let me say how this came about. Kevin Craig was a serious friend of mine long ago. He was the um, really highly regarded evangelical Anglican um, thinker and bishop in the Middle East. He was the <clears throat> great interlocutor with profound empathy and deep spirituality rooted in the scriptures of uh, a dialogue of orthodox biblical Christianity with Islam. And um, I knew him very near the, uh, near the end of his run when he was living in a sort of odd downstairs, <clears throat> almost basement room at Wycliffe Hall, Oxford, to which John Zoll later uh, went as a student and won a degree at Oxford. And... Um, on his uh, one of his bed table, this gigantic room with a tiny little, almost like a, um, I don't know, a, a camper bed in the middle of it where he would sleep. He was a genuine ascetic, but didn't even know it. He um, had uh, some of his books, and one of his books was called The Wisdom of the Sufis. He gave me a copy and signed it because I was interested. I've always been interested in that branch of Islamic mysticism called Sufism. It's very interesting and has a lot in common with some elements of mysticism um, in the Christian world. And um, I noted that he had other um, volumes of the series. He had only written the one on the Sufis, Sufis. But there were other volumes, like there was a volume, I think, of the Forest Mystics and one of the uh, a certain uh, school of Christian mystics and one of the Theravada, or actually Mahayana uh, Buddhists. There was a sort of series of the wisdom of. And as I was um, listening to Low Straitjackets uh, yesterday, this... Um, picture came to me because there's something that the Los Jackets have in common. Not every one of their recordings, but I would say the balance of their recordings have a very unusual um, gestalt or form. And it comes about, you, you'll hear it in almost all of their recordings. Who are Los Jackets? Well, if you, what did Rod Stewart say? Um, I'm just about to sing Baby I'm Amazed. And, and he said to the audience, if you haven't heard this song Baby I'm Amazed by Sir Paul McCartney, then where have you been? He, he excoriates and um, disses the audience before he sings it. We, and David and I used to laugh about that. But um, Lestrade Jackets are a Nashville slash California surfer band with strong sci-fi, weirded out, Joe Meek um, elements that produced album after album after album of instrumental, some would call it sort of hippie, uh, hillbilly rock, what's the word, country, twanging guitar, Dwayne Eddy, that sort of thing, and some would call it a very much a surfer sound, which it is, and <clears throat> others would call it a kind of weird, you know, ghostbuster, <laughs> you can adopt a lot of words, and they wear Mexican wrestling masks when they 
play, and I've had the privilege of seeing them twice in, under wonderful circumstances, and love their music. But I noticed about, I noticed when I was at the Church of the Advent, when I began really listening to them um, in Birmingham uh, carefully, that there was a, they pulled a kind, they, they had a kind of common approach to the songs that they were usually covering. They're usually covering some well-known uh, instrumental rock song from the 50s or 60s, or they're building on other work. But what those straight jackets do is that they save their independent um, um, contribution, you might say, to the last third. I would say a majority of their songs, and almost all of their really good songs, play a song, and then they um, play it again in a slightly different form, play the bridge, and usually after the bridge, after the second repetition of the main theme, that's when the guitarist goes mad. That's when the guitarist goes crazy. Um, um, Eddie Angel, Danny Amos, um, now another one named Greg Townsend, wonderful guitarist. That's when the guitarist goes wild and goes does its theme and variations, but then that's the one place where the variation is really, really on fire. And you just heard it in um, in uh, Linus and Lucy. You heard... Uh, and it was played twice with a bridge, and then at the end, Greg Townsend went wild. And I thought to myself, well, what does that say about life? It's not, you know, usually a top 40 hit would be distinguished by the fact that its coolness started at first. You know, sometimes top 40 hits back in the 60s would have an overly long uh, intro, a drum intro or something like that. A lot of the, um, the some of the Philadelphia soul ones, uh, even the, um, the uh, not the OJs, but the other great group. Anyway, they, uh, they have a kind of... Um, Overly long drum, and you almost you, the, the, you almost want to switch the station, as it were. But um, Los Straitjackets have a very long prelude to the part of the song that's really to be treasured. Now, I'm going to give you. I'm going to ask you to think about your life in terms of waiting till the last third of the song before it gets really interesting and memorable. That is really true. But before I do so, I'm going to play one other um, Low Straight Jacket song. I'm going to play it in full. This is Frosty the Snowman. I once played it and forced dear John Harper and Paul Walker to sit down and listen to it. And it's incredibly boring and totally childish and silly for the first two thirds. And then something happens. Listen for the third third of Frosty the Snowman by Low Straight Jackets.
did you receive that, my dear listeners? That is really a miracle. A very um, rather boring and uh, childish uh, seeming is ish, not actually childish melody is repeated and then a bridge and then uh, the drum that goes on way, way too long. Um, By the way, the group I was referring to earlier that has an awful long drum beat in some of its 70s singles is called Stylistics. But back to you all. Think of this. Uh, did you hear the the message of that? It it the the real creative part comes in the last third of the song. Now think about life. I mean, um, let me uh, read a passage from um, Aldous Huxley, and um, this is a a man is talking about his earlier life um, as a kind of graduate student, but he's talking about something that really he he really began to be. Um, um, he 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 got faith, and I want to talk about what has uh, read this. Um, he's referring to his upbringing and later his sort of maturity. This is the hero named Rivers in page thirty of *The Genius and the Goddess* by Huxley, which came out in nineteen fifty-five. What about faith, hope, and charity? First Corinthians thirteen. He's saying to a friend. Well, I don't want to boast, but, but I, I, I had them. Faith, first of all, a redeeming faith in the universe and in my fellow man. As for the other brand of faith, that, that simple Lutheran variety, which uh, my poor mother was so proud of having preserved intact through all the temptations of my scientific education. Well, I suddenly discovered the simple faith I had been living by for the past 10 years. At St. Louis, I had the genuine article, real faith in a real good, and at the same time, hope amounting to the positive conviction that everything would always be wonderful. And along with faith and hope went an overflowing charity. Now, um, that's a kind of, well, that's a really um, pithy uh, expression of what the gospel does. You uh, receive, you, you are given faith uh, in some point where you really need it. Uh, something is not right. Something is not good. And um, you, you uh, if there's anything you need, it's the ability to go on and some kind of optimism that there is, in fact, a positive resolution to this dead end or box canyon in which you find yourself. He was given this faith, the faith, in fact, once it was answered once, that everything might, in fact, he, he was given optimism. And that is the optimism of faith, which even the great apostles had, even St. John the Divine had on Patmos, the, the older um, T.S. Eliot had it. It's clear if you read... Um, the uh, is it called the Prime Minister? I always forget the, the something minister. It's uh, his last play about the chap who's dying, who finally, after assessing his life in very personal interventions that are not his work, comes to believe in the open door of a positive future. It's a brilliant book. I quoted it um, once in the marriage of one of our children, and. Um, this is what the quote was, that you have a faith that results effortlessly in works of love. You, you have faith, which now I don't have this. I, I occasionally do. And uh, that's, what I, that's what I think the essence of old men ought to be explorers. It's when you, you, uh, you've sort of assimilated, you've assimilated the various multitudinous hardships and black holes of your experience. And um, you've come to terms with them in an expiatory way. You get it when you listen carefully to the old prayer book service of Holy Communion. And um, 
And then effortlessly comes the desire and the ability to live a life of empathic charity and the works flow. And that's what, what I love about Les Straitjackets. That's why I just want to love to play these songs. I'm not, they're not the only one. Uh, play Christmas Weekend. It's easy to get. All of these are a piece of cake. They're 99 cents or maybe $1.29 on iTunes, but you can listen to them on YouTube in a flash. Christmas Weekend, um, it, uh, it starts very big, but then it, it really gets big at the end. Or even the, the one he did with Deke, whatever its name is, Deke, uh, the one, uh, I think it's called Fury, F-U-R-Y. That goes brilliant. It's an angry song, but it's one of these, the last third carries the day because we've sort of been down the initial part, you know, the, the first melody of our life, how we, have, you know, Paul at age 22, 23, 24. Then we've done it again with uh, uh, Paul's done it, you know, what he learned in the first third, he's done in the second third, and things went way, uh, the variation of how they were in the college. They're now a variation in early family days, having children, and early career days, and then then there's a bridge. Uh, the bridge is usually something negative. The bridge is uh, in the music is a, just a, a way to move from a, from the second iteration of the refrain to the third. And the uh, bridge is sort of a way to keep you going to want to listen to the third. But it's at the third that the Lestrade Jackets really let it out. Now, um, just for the sake of it, oh, by the way, also their um, Feliz Navidad. Uh, the, they were really on fire when they were recorded Christmas Weekend, Frosty the Snowman, and Feliz Navidad. It's all the same idea. It's very deep. It's very deep uh, a gestalt of art. Well, I'm going to close with just a word, and then I'm going to, we're going to listen to one more of these, and I'm going to say something about it. What we're talking about is the... Um, the hope of a third of an, of an aging uh, situation, whether that's me, David Babacow, my beloved friend, uh, Mary, my wife, um, any number of people. I'm going to, to be um, involved in a service for all the alumni in my prep school who have died. But specifically, it's my 55th class reunion. I mean, you know, that, let alone a funeral I'm doing of someone I love very much and whose widow I love very much, Mary and I both, in Washington. So I'm thinking about these things. But it's not bad for you to think about it. It's good for you to think about it because this will, this will come back to you. This is the, the wisdom of, of uh, The Tempest by Shakespeare, the, a little bit of the wisdom of Timon of Athens, but that's probably not a good example. But The Tempest, yes. How do you reflect later on, Prospero, reflecting on a life? There's still magic. You know, Caliban, you don't want Caliban, Caliban, but you want Ariel. I have a nurse practitioner who helps me out. I think she's, I um, can't remember now if she's at the heart. I think she's the, with the heart, with the heart, the cardiologist. Her name is Ariel, and I just love her name. Now, um, she's very good. I'm going to close now with a final song. We've had three today. I'm gonna, we're going to play the whole thing. This will not be an excerpt. It's called Yeah, 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 and it's from uh, an album uh, that... Uh, they did fairly recently. The way you can find it, it's uh, sort of a hymn to various places, some of which are in Europe, and uh, Sardinia and so forth. And yeah, 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 it was produced by um, a chap who was the guitarist, I believe, for a uh, Finnish surfing band, one of the better Finnish surfing bands. Probably in, at least in the bottom of the first rank of Finnish surfing bands is Laika, L-A-I-K-A, and the Cosmonauts. I've also seen them perform. I have their autograph. Laika and the Cosmonauts. And they produced um, uh, an album of, of Les Stray Jackets. And this, which is a rather, um, a rather um, complex number for the Stray Jackets, um, 
exemplifies the power of a late finish. Love you so much. Oh, 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 oh